Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey y'all. Well, jumping right in. Yeah, let's jump in. This, this show is going to be about something, don't worry y'all. Because <laughs> last week was a doozy, so. Staying on task this week. <laughs> there, look, don't let me forget, that's the name of the episode, On Task. So we're not sitting oh. around looking at each other <laughs> trying to come yeah, up with something. Write it down. <laughs> News this week. Um, I just came across um another yet another dispute going on between orchestra and their management at the Fort Wayne Philharmonic. Um members of the Fort Wayne Philharmonic announced the cancellation of concerts and events through February after the musicians rejected what was what the management said was their best and final offer. Um so the chair of the Fort Wayne Philharmonic's Players Association um, said that uh, the final offer from the management was overwhelmingly rejected. Um, it included a, re- a wage increase of 45.8% over the next four years, which the musicians agreed on that part. However, they did not agree um, on some cuts to full-time positions uh, that were proposed and other workplace issues that they felt uh, were unfair. Um, they're basically saying that the orchestra saying that the management is unnecessarily degrading their workplace, um, trying to cut cut out people who have had full time employment uh, with the orchestra, and um, diminishing the quality of the orchestra and their ability to do their jobs. Let me that buzzword. <laughs> um. However, uh, both parties said that they're optimistic that they'll come to an agreement at some point in the future, which I don't really understand how that could be because y'all, the management just said that was a last final offer. So, yeah, negotiations confuse me because I ain't going to say, actually, I'm not going to continue that sentence. I mean, I I will say the ones I've been around have been confusing. Mm. I mean, I can understand y'all saying, oh, we're optimistic that they'll come to our side, but like, you're already at what you say is the end of what where you're gonna go so i feel like i mean from my limited understanding not from my limited understanding let me take that back from what i've from what i surmise about these situations is somebody's wanting to call a bluff you have no orchestra without musicians musicians don't get paid without administration so i feel like it might be a waiting game that's why them they were, that's why people be outside picketing and stuff. Cause like which like yeah you big and bad but it's like who finna play? That's Who's true. gonna do your Beethoven five? What we gonna do? Um, that's true. So that's all we got right now. Um, both parties have said that they intend to keep the public updated about any further information, um, about the negotiations. So we gonna see. I got my eye on that. Um, and that was this past week that that came out. Um, I was about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> what you finna say? No, I can't. Is it insensitive? I don't know. <laughs> it's a joke, bro. But like, um, I've actually made a joke similar to this before. But that was when we first started. That was like episode twelve, I think. I yeah, based off a joke. No, it wasn't that. One. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Do you remember when we was playing Mash? girl i remember us doing it but i have no idea what it was about i remember okay so earlier in that episode in the news it was some orchestra that was like going bankrupt or something like that it was baltimore because about the accountant okay first of all not your, <laughs> not 
and anonymizing it. Yes, it was running into some trouble. And then we was playing MASH later on in the episode. And it was something like, was you like was in a shack and you're an accountant. And then Katie said, how are you living in a shack and you're an accountant? I said, maybe you'd be a so accountant. Anyway, that's what I came. I do remember that because that was crazy. <laughs> Just early on, class, but before we started getting messy. That's what came to mind because my next news is about some internships. So I'm just saying, if it, if it don't work out over there, it's some internships. Oh at the- <laughs> my god! Inter- First of all, you I'm going so from sorry, being y'all. freaking second trumpet to having an internship is crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I know that like it's literally people's livelihoods. So like, then I get rid of second trumpet. Don't worry, Buki. I'm just kidding. I'm saying, like, I wonder hey, what that means. What? Like, who they getting rid of? Because you need subs. Yeah, like, maybe, oh, maybe they're maybe they not playing. Maybe they're doing everything pre-17, 15, or something like that. Like, maybe they're just not going to play, like, bigger works anymore. You're, like, downsizing the orchestra as a whole. I feel like if I take my limited knowledge, if I was in a bind, what I would do is get rid of chairs so like in sub people out like I would that's what I would do but someone let me know if I'm wrong but I feel like that's the best option because you need people to play so the best option would be to do smaller works and yeah also be Fort Wayne Philharmonia or yeah, chamber, chamber orchestra, orchestra. Yep. or like only have like a couple big but also like you know how like people will have like the section might have like eight violas that play like every concert or whatever. You make that four, and then you sub out the rest of the chairs. To be you fair, play less. To be fair, I was just about to say them being four way chamber orchestra is actually what they're. I think that's what they're trying to do, but <laughs> the people don't want to do it because they could they're cutting people full time. So I just realized that. Side note. Okay, I said there wasn't gonna be no science in this episode, but did they say violi or violi? Have I heard? No, I have. I personally have not heard violi because a celli, bossy, bossy is a thing. Cause they don't say violini. <laughs> Violoni is it? Because, That's like a pasta. Is it? Because, is it only if it ends? Oh no, that doesn't make any sense. I was about to say if it ends with the um. With a vowel, but no. Well, basso is one base. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it ends with an O. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they don't want to put bassos, cello. Well, cellos as people say that. Hmm. Violas. Do do people say violini? I've never heard of that. Hmm. Let us know mm. if y'all have ever heard of that. <laughs> um, speaking of those internships, um, the American Composers Orchestra has a few of them open. Right now they have four of them. So if you would like to apply, you ought to do that. Um, they're paid internships available year-round, and they have flexible start dates and times. Um, they um, also have flexible work hours. Um and you are not required to be based in New York City where they are. Um, so you could be in Fort Wayne. You could be, you know, wherever. Fort uh, Wayne is crazy, Delaney. <laughs> Fort, 
Fort Wayne. I said or wherever. Asinine. No. Wherever. I, that was just an example. Girl, out of the hundreds of cities that we was, in Texas. We was just talking about. I mean, it was just top of mind. Anyway, um, they have a couple of them open. One, a composer advancement diversity. Um, sorry, composer advancement and diversity intern, um, which is going to be six to twelve hours over the course of twelve to fourteen weeks. Oh, hold on, if you got you know if you gigging or whatever you want something a little on the side, all of these internships are fifteen dollars an hour. By the way, um, also they have a development intern position, a marketing and social media uh, position, and an artistic programming intern position. So, I will put the link for y'all to. Uh, Get that together. Get your resume. Get your cover letter. They are requiring a cover letter. I know. I know. But they are. Um, so yeah. Girl, I haven't read I haven't written an authentic cover letter. I just copy paste and move stuff around. Yeah, I really I have something. I just I'm like it. the audacity of you for me to write this and I'm not gonna get even get an interview. Like a cover letter just be like it's too much. Also, why why do you I don't know, it gets very much like what's your what's your What's your previous generation saying? Like, what's, what's where are your people from? Because why do I, me, have to grovel like I'm some peasant for a job? Like, baby, read my resume and see if I fit. Yeah, and like, then if you're not sure, talk to me. Like, it gives like a power a power trip that might be ancestral. Because why I, you have to grovel in a cover letter? There's you and you feel good reading that. There was a whole um, Twitter debate about cover letters a long time ago because they was hiring for somebody to be the director of that new journalism school at Howard. Mm. Um, or they was like hiring a professor or whatever. And that, and people was like going off and off and off about that. Um, I can see, I feel like in order for you to ask for a cover letter, you need to be paying a certain amount of money. In a, yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. Like, and I feel like certain jobs, certain jobs might do well for a cover letter, especially like if you're hiring the head of a journalism school, especially like Howard. And it was like specifically about racial, like, just like that's right. what they were saying. There was like, it's not enough for you to just have background in journalism. Like, this is a very specific school. So, like, there's just situations where I think cover letter is appropriate, but sometimes y'all just be tacking that on there. Like, what else? Like, why do you, why do you. Why are you, as a serious person, asking me for a cover letter to work at Waterburger? I was just about <laughs> What is your passion for Jamba Juice? Like literally none. I like the most most things I do besides playing the viola, I do because I need money. That I, that's my motivation. That's my desire. That's it. That's it. There's nothing more to it. I'm I I was thinking the other day I'm like I'm so happy I get money money to play the viola because I'm like a lot of things I just hate doing so and I just find it like I think it's just so sick how people have like reframed like getting a job for money as like a bad thing like if you say like you want it why do you want a job I want it because I need money like that's like a bad thing like you have to have some deeper meaning you have to love it like some like people just need money to live like and sometimes it's that's a, all there is to it especially like. I feel like that argument ends like after you leave high school. Like if you want to become a neurosurgeon because you want a vacation in Cabo, I don't know, girl, get an OnlyFans instead. Like you're gonna be cutting somebody's head open to to make six hundred like six six hundred thousand dollars a year. Like 
that something. But like, if you, if I'm working for an office job, like, or personnel manager, whatever, I I need money, the first, the fifteenth, and the twenty eighth of every month. People dig their grubby little fingers. Every minute I get a text from Chase. Someone so took money at your account. Someone so did this. Someone so did that. I need money. That's it. I feel like even certain jobs, like I wouldn't, in terms of jobs that like you need to be like have a uh, deeper dedication to, I wouldn't even put something like neurosurgeon in there because it's like you have no, even if you don't, if neuros, like that's not like your passion that you have some deeper meaning to it you still gonna be good. like you have to go through medical school you're gonna be good at it because you want to keep getting six hundred thousand dollars a year like yeah, i don't that's think true. that's like that's true so, but i feel like so but you don't think a brain surgeon deserves like warren's passion you, you don't want you want you wouldn't want your brain surgeon to be like yeah i love looking at brains i mean sure but like i don't think For that real? like i mean yeah but i mean i wouldn't think like i don't know like i I wouldn't want a, of course, not a careless brain surgeon, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think, but I don't think you like not that not being like, I don't think that not being your passion ought to have any effect on like how confident, how much confidence I have in you as a doctor. Cause I that think, is true. cause I think okay, like, yeah. you, you like if you mess up on my brain surgery, you're going to prison <laughs> for malpractice. Like if you're careless, Hopefully. if you're negligent. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, or at least getting sued if you're ne- if you're negligent and you're getting your license slipped away if it's because you're you're negligent. Sometimes people die, you know. But like, yeah, because I just don't feel like that's a job that you could just like not care about. Like you got to step away from the knife if you <laughs> if you yeah that is true. If it's like to that point, but like if it's not like you got the brain diagram, you got a little brain hanging from your rearview mirror. Like I'm okay with it. But okay, <laughs> hold on. The brain from the rearview mirror. <laughs> I had a surgeon named Dr. King. Not I'm gonna put too much of my business out there, but Dr. I, King. I was about to say you not you wasn't scared. Ironic, of isn't it? You was ironic. <laughs> I was not. I, I can see his face too. He don't scare me. But um, did I tell you that I follow Bernice King on Twitter? So it's like healing. Um, and Dr. King, you could tell he loved his job. He was cutting me open. So. Mm-hmm. That, but I guess I, you, yeah, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. Because I feel like I, some people be like, oh, you're just here for the money. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yes. Because <laughs> I'd rather be at home. Like, there, <laughs> there are just so many things that confuse me about the workforce. So we're going to move on from this because I'm determined not to be whatever. But I really, I'm like, I got some flatbread out right now, defrosting. I really want some pizza. So that's what I'm thinking about. But I'm just would have said like there's a lot of things that confuse me about like how people say like, oh, you're only there for the money or when like, people like there's been sort of you know a, what do they call it the great resignation people leaving their jobs people just switching mm-hmm. careers and stuff over the pandemic and people also trying well trying and failing to be more uh cognizant about how much people work and the conditions that people work in but my problem is a lot of times if you want to attack on things in the work day that like when it really the, the I, I guarantee you the answer is treat people well work less pay more that's it <laughs> mm-hmm. they'd be like let's do a sharing circle and let's <laughs> meditate together and take it th- let me off early like right, <laughs> right. why would i want to spend my time relaxing on work hours with y'all when i could spend my time relaxing after i get off work with people who i choose to, to be with yeah. like that just doesn't make any sense anyway because i've been in and stuff with that like let's what are they 
let's check in. Like, what, what, what are the other like little terms that they say? I'm like, bro, I just like, what? I, I'm not even gonna go into. We can talk about that another time. Anyway, th- is that it? No, I have one more uh, news thing. This is coming from our alma mater. Period. Um, Eastman School of Music um, of the University of Rochester and affiliated organizations have just received some grants from the National Endowment for the Arts. Great. Wrap some of them student loans out. Um, Perfect timing. They just, J-mo. They just announced three grants um, totaling $70,000. Perfect. Um, the grantees um, include the Gateways Music Festival. Um the University of Rochester, well, under the University of Rochester um, Medical Center is the Eastman Performing Arts Medicine, that whole thing. So they got a grant, Gateway's got a grant, and then the um, Department of Music Teaching and Learning. Um, Perfect! Let me write Jay Moore in the morning. <laughs> How um, much you said it was? So the Eastman Performing Arts Medicine One is supporting um, updating the communication equipment used in the chapel at Strong Memorial Hospital and adding a camera and microphones directly connected to the hospital television service, which will enable patients to view live programming from their rooms, which is previously impossible due to outdated and irreparable uh, technology. Um, The Eastman Department of Music Teaching and Learning is getting some funding to compare three approaches to facilitating music creativity um, while running the research study um, that they're going to do entitled web-based measurement of individual students creativity based music achievement y'all gotta y'all gotta that's so consolidate that (laughs) that is so eastman i love it that is so them by the time i got to the end of that title i forgot what i said in the beginning (laughs) let me repeat it what web-based measurement of individual students creativity-based music achievement okay that's so eastman i love it it's going to be using some web using a web application that um some of the faculty developed in response to remote instruction during the pandemic which will provide teachers with a meaningful way to engage students in creating performing responding and connecting to music why don't y'all just say that in the first place (laughs) This see this is why I didn't need to get no PhD because I can't mm-mm. y'all I'm like y'all really know what all them words mean I mean in that particular p- title I know what all those words mean but like you know when they be coming up with some ology that's like random yeah it'd be like when I tell you that all of them up there know exactly what them and, and they put them word and they they thought long and hard about what them words mean in what order they got that those are like the smartest people in the school i'm so sorry like dumb over there yeah um the research um team includes faculty from james madison university um Mm. and also um a professor of music who one of the professors of music there and um an assistant professor of computer science um, and also um, a current Eastman doctoral student is going to be assisting um, with content development for the project, mm-hmm. um, which aligns mm-hmm. with their team's ongoing attempts to provide music educators with access to free web-based platform where an individual and student level data can be measured in context of creating, performing, responding, and connecting to music, which are the four artistic processes um, that ground national learning standards. And then last but certainly, Okay, you hear me? 
not searching in the league. Certainly not leagues. Um, Gateways Music Festival is getting a grant. Um, it's going to support portions of Gateways 2023-24 season um, that take place in the calendar year 2023, specifically the next festival, which will be running from Tuesday, October 17th, okay, my birthday, Sunday to Sunday, October 22nd um, in Rochester and in New York City, like they did this past year. Um, they're going to be releasing the full ske- schedule in the lineup um, in the middle of February this year. Um but yeah, they're getting that award to um, support all the stuff that they're doing, hopefully um, getting some more people involved, flying them out, period. So yeah. Period. Oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing good. Okay, time for the intermission. So um, I, don't, I was talking to Delaney, like even when I proposed this intermission, that I don't know how it's going to go because... Jamaicans love a good parable. I could think of like at least 20 to 30 that I've heard um, growing up. And I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about one, like while I was washing my dishes, like, and I don't mind, wait, that is one, but not that one. Um, I was thinking about how my grandma always say, maybe my grandma didn't say this, but about how, the path the road to hell is paved with good intentions and i was thinking about that and i was like i don't know if i think that's true like i don't i don't know so um you think it is i mean i get it i I get it for sure but to hell (laughs) (laughs) like i mean it's a i mean okay let's just say there's two roads to hell one of them is paved with bad intentions and the other one is good because there are some people who like oh i'm like i don't know i want to say pay maybe it's speckled in a cobblestone yeah that's what i was thinking like and i it was it was so random like are you okay yeah no i dropped my phone my bad okay i was like it sounded way louder in my headphones i was like (gasps) (laughs) um i was thinking but i was like paved to hell like you know how you start overthinking stuff like it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like a a passing thing like somebody said oh girl i bought these shoes but they're ugly shoes and it's like the road to hell is paid with good intentions and like you just go about your day so it's not i don't think it's meant to like you're supposed to pontificate on it but i was just like is that true like meanwhile here we go talking about well, cobblestone and every fifth stone maybe a good <laughs> right <intention. laughs> like you're really not supposed to or maybe it's whatever, like a, but a mosaic like because i'm like paved with good intentions like how is me intended like okay i have the good i've had the good intention for two weeks now i haven't made it but my my card has been charged um good intentions to go to the gym now i'm going to hell okay you know that's not what what it's referring to (laughs) like why 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 am i in it you know what i'm saying like why i gotta why i gotta go ahead like what they talking about you know so i was just like overthinking it and it got me to thinking like one, I want to hear. I want to be in Delaney's business. Like, is there is there a parable or whatever that you heard growing up that you still think about? Have you applied it to your life, and do you agree with it or disagree with it? And then also, classical music is not as poetic and artsy as like the road to hell's paved with intentions. But is there something that you've heard along the way from a teacher or just like part of the culture of classical music that you've heard and have and 
have you internalized it do you agree with it in, in the same manner so I know we go back and forth because I remember from our last episode so you want to say your little parable first that you grew up and whether you agree with it and then I'll say mine um my memory is so bad but one that my mom my mom actually has you know have you seen like there's some like it's like a decor thing where it says like verse of the day you're supposed to put a bible a bible verse on it and stick it yeah into the thing well my mom this is not a bible verse but one thing that my mom always says is don't start none won't be none and so I she mean, put that <laughs> no i'm like that's not the verse of the day that's yeah. freaking hilarious yeah that's her thing i mean i agree with that i mean well it depends on who you it depends on who you some people are the starters but like i feel like that's also it's something that you should like it's something that i live by but also it's something that described me like i'm not gonna go around starting stuff with people but i don't what i what really irritates me is when people take like your kindness for weakness and they think that they could like they think because you are not somebody that that is like aggressive in that way or like yeah. messy or whatever that they could do whatever mm-hmm. but don't start now won't be none because it wasn't none and then you started some so that's all i feel i agree with that one also i think that's like a universal like don't start no stuff won't be you know like mm. it's like universal black culture like i i agree with that one um a phrase i'm talking about many my grandma i feel like my grandma be making them up sometimes like over because i could tell she'd be making them up because she stumbled over saying it to me the first time but then she like said it like three more times like she said something about like it's like the first day that a leaf falls into a pond that it rottens and i'm like okay gloria just because i don't want to i want to wash my laundry tomorrow instead of today does not warrant a lecture but one thing that i will say is um that i grew up hearing is you cannot sow corn and reap peas and my grandpa, I heard my grandpa say it all the time, and he was a farmer, and I internalized it because, um, one, I think it's true, and two, the reason why it, like, traumatizes me as a musician is, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm gonna just I, I could do that tomorrow like oh I could do a little run through tomorrow oh I could do this tomorrow oh like okay I missed that note but I'm gonna get it later on it's like you literally cannot expect something that you did not put in like no, I, I apply it, I, I apply it to my practice like I remember like for my little sofa there was a I was going through my sofa comments um with uh someone and and they were like, well, you didn't practice this, so let's, like, skip those comments. And it's like, you're right. Like, I didn't get the chance to practice that one. So it's like, yeah, you cannot sew corner repeats. But why not, though? That's a problem. That's and that's problem. the thing. <laughs> like, I feel like you should be able to. But, yeah, you can't right. sew corner repeats. Not not this being an intervention. <laughs> I will always grow up. And I feel like it's so funny how, like, the lectures i got lectures through parables mainly um how like those no longer really apply because i used to be so lazy as a child so i used to get like i go donkey follow camp like a sorry let me back up i used to get like an idle donkey follows a, a piece of sugar and ends up at the pound like i I used to get stuff like that all the time i would just lay around whatever but like that one still applies because sometimes i'll be like yeah let me 
Let's just see what. Let me see what happens. Let's see what shit. What can shake, and nothing be shaking every time. Okay, you got one in classical music. It don't have to be like a parable one, but like just something that you heard. That's the thing. I remember when we were supposed to do this last week. I was like, I can't really think of anything. Like, I can think of something that a teacher has told me, but it's not related to music. <laughs> I can go first and see if that like jogs your memory. I mean, I also have one that is, but it's like boring. So that's why I'm mine's like, boring. Oh, okay. As well. Yeah. What's yours? Mine's very simple. Mine is that you're gonna be mad because like I tell you, it's not poetic. Mine is that I heard it once and I've applied it ever since that you should never travel on the same day of an audition and I've never done it because one one time I was visiting school I was visiting Ohio State and that at that time I still wanted to be a conductor crazy times and so I had like a 9 a.m viola lesson and then I had like a 12 p.m conducting lesson and then I had to do like they wanted to see they wanted to see me teach so I had to do like a youth orchestra like 10 minute lesson thing on the podium and I was like perfect my Greyhound gets in at 6am and I had already bought my little ticket everything and Dr. Block was like this will be the first and last time (laughs) that you do that like this is the first and the last time you do not travel the same day and I literally have never done it since and I feel like that, that might be common sense but also like I've never claimed one thing that I have been work not not still working on I don't care now but one thing I had to work on in between ISU and Eastman is just like standing up and like, if I don't know something, I just don't know. Like I did not know that I was like, I can say my little plane ticket, if my flight, if my auditions at 11, I could get in at nine. But now nah, I don't, I don't do that. Um, yeah. I can't even remember if I'm remembering this one verbatim. Like with it, with it, I've heard the generic one, like one of my string orchestra teachers in high school used to say, like the that one, like practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes progress. I've heard that. I've heard um, this was not even supposed to be a saying, but I guess you could interpret it as one. But it was when I heard it was in a specific situation. So my teacher told me I was doing a certain fingering because I didn't want to change over to the D string because the tamper because it was it was a thumb position. So it's more noticeable, and he and he was like, "Better change a timbre than a quarter tone sharp." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, that's an insult because we have to be fighting." I'm like, "We want to fight me?" <laughs> Dumb little things. They be like gnats because they happen so fast. But like, what was that? You <laughs> have to fight. Um, yeah, those are the ones, the music related ones. And then the one that I was thinking of that's not music related, but it came from a music teacher. It came from a music teacher. When I was playing piano, I learned from a lady at my church. And um, me and my sister, me and my sister would go together. We shared a lesson. And I guess we would have some food or whatever. But she would always say, unblessed food can't kill you. That was her her saying. So, I mean, I kind of, I love little stuff like that. I can't lie. Maybe because I'm so used to hearing it. Like Maybe I'm going to check back in with you. Maybe see if like, your grandma says stuff you haven't really realized. Like. Like all type of stuff, like just grow up hearing like patient mind ride donkey, and I hate that one because I feel like it gaslights me. Because it's like, how long are we talking? I can't think of like things that my grandma, my mom has sayings, but they're not like. I don't know if they're like that. Like there are things that she says a lot, but yeah. like they're not like that. Like they're not like how how don't start no one be none. It's kind of like an overarching, yeah. like just a thing. There are some things that like. 
Mm-hmm. Like my mom will say, like one of her saying is, "You gonna think I'm wrong when I such and such." So like basically, you're doing something, and she's like, "You gonna you gonna think I'm wrong when I like jack you up because because of, of this." Like you're doing mm-hmm. all this wrong, but you are gonna think I'm the wrong one when you get a yeah. whooping. And she mm-hmm. says, um. Or like if we if we remember when we was looking for stuff as a kid, she would be like, Now if I go in there and find such and such yeah. and then she go in there and find it and she said, First thing I see <laughs> even if it's not the first thing she saw, or she always she also always has her her, her threats, like it's always you're gonna be reattaching something to your body. Like <laughs> it'll be like, you know, you're gonna think I'm wrong when you when you putting your eye back in the socket. <laughs> Oh, when you picking your you, when you picking your teeth up off the floor. <laughs> I love how vastly different our upbringings were. <laughs> vastly different. Oh my gosh! When I was younger, like kindergarten, I feel like no one would have a hard time believing this. So I'm just gonna say, with like late pre-K or like kindergarten, I used to get in trouble at school a lot. Then. After that, like I, after that, when I calmed down, I used to get in trouble for talking, and not because I was like, you know how like people be like, oh, she's so smart, she's just like bored. No, I was just talking. Like I got, and also, no matter who you put me next to, hey Connor, yeah, what you talking about? Like I was talk to like, oh hey Brad, was it Brett? Brett was my fifth grade class. I talked to Brett. I talked to Liani. I talked to Brittany, Ashley. It don't matter who you put me next to. I got I got struck up a conversation, except for Chris Kelly. I hope he's doing well. But I remember we did not get along. <laughs> anyway, and my grandma will always every time like the report card said oh talking that a lot. She'd be like, Katie, Mama always told me go to school because if you can't spell fire, you can't beg fire. If you cannot spell fire, you cannot ask for fire. And I just. I never like I guess but girl like you act like I can't read like I'm just talking like I'm not even doing nothing like I remember hearing that all the time like that story got told to me all the time if you can't spell fire you can't but and I mean I understand like just my grandma like, she's a fifth grade education like she she thinks that I should be calmed down in school so like I always heard stuff like that like just annoying little parables that like you just don't forget so that is just so funny how different um, and like Bible verses, of course, being used threateningly, threateningly. Yeah, I don't know. So my mom has things like that, but she like that she says like often, but they're not really lessons. They're just things that she says a lot. And then about that time, when she soft threats. It's like oh, you pick up your pick up your teeth is crazy. Putting your eye back in the socket. Eye like, socket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or popping your shoulder back in. Um, or that time my sister got jacked up and she, <laughs> one of her braids came out. Uh-uh. And my mom made her put it on her dresser. She said, keep it there as a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's clutching their pearls right now. We're fine. I mean, I think that's not that's not that bad. Yeah, a little, a little threat. Braids come out for all kinds of reasons. They do come out. I mean, yeah. it wasn't from the middle, was it? No, I think it was from the back. Man, I used to be so afraid of that because, like, I, l- luckily I've never had a braid fallout. I'm not gonna wood, but like, th- what I love so much about my upbringing in a di- quote unquote diverse suburb, you can see anything in the hallways. You might see a braid. You gonna see? You might see Uggs. You might see Lululemon. You don't know. Like there used to be braids everywhere. 
Baby girl, keep the micros in your head. Loosen them. Because micros used to be, also to be fair, micros used to be like, and that, that was like the style when yeah. I was in middle school. So micros like, especially, let me not say that, but like they come out because you use so little hair to keep them. It's like the yeah. ones on the edges be falling out and taking your edges with them. Yeah. I was so jealous. My mom would never pay for micros ever in a million years. Yeah, because I wouldn't even want to sit in no chair for those. Oh my gosh. And a girl, I knew girls have money based on like how they had their hair done. Like if you had box braids, to me you had money. My mom was not gonna pay nobody a hundred, no nothing, to get to do box braids for me. Like ever. Find somebody to do them in their living room. That's why. <laughs> that is true. Now that I think about it, like that's probably what they was doing this whole I've time, huh? Never. I went. I went to a shop to get my to get my braids done for the first time ever last year. They had the cheat code. My mom didn't know anybody who did braids. I mean, I'm sure somebody at church did them, but. Because I've always gone to. My mom My mom had a friend that did them. And her, mm. she was funny because she would burp in your ear. Like, she would be like. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah. Find somebody that do them in your living room. And now my sister does my hair mostly. If I need it done. But. I'm telling yeah. you, well, let me let me know when you. I'm telling you, just do them yourself. It's so liberating. But you know what? To be fair, I already told you I tried that. You did not try, Delaney. Yes, I did try, Delaney. You did not try. I literally did. I told you I did. I didn't take no pictures because I was like, nobody needs to know this ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Delaney, I feel like nah, you ain't try for real because. But I will say, I have a little bit. Monica won't hear this. I love Monica down. That's that's my bookie. When I saw Monica, Monica was what was she trying to do? First of all, the the, the style was is you have to start beginner level. She went like straight to the stars. Like she went, she wanted to do like um locks, but she wanted to make the locks. I'm like Monica, I haven't even done that yet. Like she wanted to crochet the hair in and then wrap the hair around. I was like, all right, bookie. So she was she. The, the base of the hairstyle is I got it what are those like chunky she wanted to do those locks that got the little loops in them you know what I'm talking about it's the butterfly ones butterfly locks that's what she wanted to do I'm like Monica those are very difficult why are you starting there but I let her go when I saw the braids that she did as the base I was like oh my god like people really can't do hair like I, it's their plaits like they're just pl- I, and that's what I was that's when it clicked for me I'm like you know what I'm gonna chill on Delaney because when I saw how puffy and loose the braids I'm like butterfly to the point her mom was like you're not gonna do nothing you're not gonna do no, no butterfly locks and she ended up getting braids that her mama did I was like I was appalled I was like Monica why are they so but I didn't want to be discouraging so I was like uh-huh this as you go up it will get better and then you can go back and fix like you can't even plait and it's not I'm, it's not even cornrowing plait and make the plaits be on the scalp why why is there a half a centimeter in between the scalp Girl, and where the plaits do that Mm-mm. i can braid like for me the problem was getting the hair like like feeding the hair in like to get it i think it just like wasn't like tight like i don't know this was a long time ago it was like i know something I, I wish you didn't. You said it was in Seattle, and I remember being mad. I'm like, she could have, she could have Facetime or something. The reason why I was telling you to to do the braids 
if you do the rubber band method, that's what I did. All you got, nah, in no way. Because all you gotta do is secure the rubber band and wrap the hair around and start braiding. It is foolproof. The way it's literally not. That's the problem. And to see, so I'm gonna come over here while you playing Don Juan. All you gotta do is put your finger on the string <laughs> and then go the to the notes. You notice, and you put notice the same thing. <laughs> you know that it's the same foolproof. Thing. When I see you, we the next time I see you, we ain't gonna have a lot of time. But the time after that. We are going to this. This is no longer going to be insurmountable. I want to watch you do it because I'm and telling won't. you, Delaney. I want. How, I want this for you. You know how bad it was. I decided to try it when I took because I had some braids already in my hair that they they got jacked up quick. They were big, so mm-hmm. they I had to take them out like way earlier than I had planned to. And so I was like, okay, my hair is already parted. I'm gonna try. I don't even have to part this. I'm gonna try to do it. On a break that I took out, my hair already straight, like not straight straight, but like it's already detangled and it's already parted up. All I gotta do put the rubber band on, put the hair on. I was like, if I can't if I can't do it like this, then bump this. Man, I just so um when you when you recover from that traumatic experience, I want us to try again. I'm telling you. Well, okay. Um, on to the topic. On to the topic of hair braiding. Now, hair braiding originated in. <laughs> um. Okay. So I want to. Oh, I was gonna say. I feel like there needs to be like a master class for freshmen for black freshmen women at conservatories. Ain't nobody here know how to do it. And we just d- just go over the basics. I feel that could be you can make some money doing it. I don't understand where y'all even be getting all this from. Like getting my sister, what? like how you just know how to do hair. My my sister, um, she used to have like a like a um what do you call it? Like a doll head. But I had one. She was always really into that stuff. I think that's what it is. I was into it. I wanted to do hair so bad. And also I learned how to braid for real. And we had like in sixth grade the way they did it, you had two periods of math, so it would be sixty minutes and then twenty minutes of a study hall. So during that study hall, this girl named Desiree taught me how to braid, and then I started braiding my friend's hair, and she would braid my hair like every week. So he was good. I so I feel like if you miss that cut off, if you miss that window, yeah, it's kind of. But don't worry, we can work on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, much to my grandmother's delight, if I did so. I remember when I was okay getting, when I was getting my hair. She was cracking up when I told her that she said she would be mad at that stuff. Um, she I remember when I used to get my nails done, and I sent her. She was like, "Cute." She's like, "Let's do some hairstyle." Oh <laughs> my god. <sighs> yeah, that's it. She was like, I keep thinking one day she gonna come in here with her hair done. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she told me about my hair. That was yesterday. Was that oh, yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> On the same day as if you gonna have a natural, at least have a cute one. 
I'm just so freaking sensitive. When you tell me one day I'm gonna come here, we not gonna see that day together. <laughs> Talk about one day I come. I don't understand. Like your hair is just out. Like I don't understand what the problem is. Like it's how your hair grows out your head. It's in the back, but I'm like I'm trying to tell you. First of all, she's like, oh, you need to just calm it out. I'm like, my grandma got like. I think it's also because of years and years of pressing her hair. But my grandma's hair is like, like it's not kinky at all like mm. at all so i'm like i'm like yeah you don't i'm like girl and also she dyed it for many years mm. um but i'm like girl i cannot just comb through my hair like that at least not like once it's not in the first like four days of being up a twist out three mm. three or four days um and also like my hair is broken off in the middle because of all those ponytails so i'm trying to leave it alone right there yeah. so like my, my afro be flat like that's the issue and also i'm lazy so that's another issue watch you become a wig girly see i did and then i tried i got a headband wig it looked okay but then i was just like this look a little mm, to me and i don't know how to do the that and i was thinking of learning how to do the wig where you glue it on yeah i think you you ain't got a braid for that. Like that might be You don't? No, I mean you can you can get like your sister to give you some straight backs and then you just keep it braided back. I'm an observer. I would so I, w- I would say installing a a lace front looks less difficult than braids for sure. By, for sure. So you just gotta you just have to have an eye for it, which you can watch you tutorials we gotta pluck the lace you gotta bleach the lace you gotta install the the wig cap but 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 you could also hey hey now hey now stop looking away you could also get a ghoulis wig where and all you gotta do is put the makeup on the lace that's all you gotta do why are you shaking your head that's all you gotta do hold on all you gotta do get your sister give you some straight backs put some makeup on the lace cut the lace it's glueless on and off on and off like a hat True. oh you might have to pluck the part but you can make your sister do that ask her to do that for you i'll tell well, you I'm, I'm gonna stick to my original plan which is look raggedy and then eventually get some money so i can get my hair done that's not what episode what was it 270 whatever said a couple weeks ago what that's you said you wasn't gonna do that that was your goal Oh yeah, because I'm getting See, fine this year. I'm sa- I listen. All I'm saying is, look into a glueless wig. I'm just need to shave my head. Okay, or well, we could do that. That complete opposite. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. But see, <laughs> I can't do that because well, I'm not gonna. Uh, whatever. I don't want to do that. Is the point. Anyway, the topic, the topic. of this episode <laughs> because I want to get out of here. Um, so basically, this happened literally right before we took a break before the holidays. Um, here I am minding my own business. Here I come across Baba Tunde's videos. Y'all don't know Baba Tunde, he's an opera singer. You might know him as the hip hopper guy. He had a video that went viral a couple years ago of him, um, singing opera to the beat of Humble with Kendrick Lamar. Um, but anyway. He makes a lot of TikToks. He popping. He out here famous, period. He made a TikTok about a guy named Morris Robinson. You may know him. He is a, a 
black opera singer um who's had a lot of prominent roles Baba Tunde made a TikTok about him talking about his background talking about how he used to be a football player now he's an opera singer and he's done all these great things however it took a turn for the worse <laughs> in the middle basically I will link I'll link the video so y'all can watch it yourselves but it turns out behind closed doors this dude Morris Robinson was basically having a problem with younger black opera singers advocating for themselves he was not only in the comments fighting with people saying that they um basically need to get good enough um to get into these spaces and then maybe they will be seeing this equity that they're talking about he also said the people who are the loudest about this quote he put quotes around it equality thing are the people of like with the least talent um just coming from people basically saying that like y'all don't have the range and and saying that they need to be a certain amount of talent to, to demand respect in the industry he also was in the baba Tunde's dms um cussing him out it's crazy you're gonna see he's he puts the screenshots on there um but cussing like, him out insane saying all this stuff talking about oh um send me a video of you singing like send me your arias basically to, to like judge if he's good enough to be talking about what he's talking about first of all don't nobody need to send you an audition tape right to to say what they want to say like be for real anyway this was I, i'm not gonna lie this is not the first time i heard about this man um there was like like you couple, heard about it like, heard about it like publicly or like no, 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 behind closed doors. Mm. I heard one one time um, something else. But I'm, you know, I'm not in the opera circles. I'm sure it's been floating around there yeah. for even longer. Um, but yeah, that's the backstory. Link in the description. Watch the video. It's crazy. And pause it. Read some of the screenshots. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, so I sent it to you, Katie. What did you think when you first saw it? At first, I was like, oh, like, like middle school. Cause I was like, dang, like, this is like, because shout out to Baba Tuna, because it's, it's very rare that um people in classical music or like any field will be so direct because like, it's all about saving face. It's all about like not being messy, not starting with, and I'm not saying Baba Tuna was being messy, but that's just a general notion of like, being in a field like this like you don't want you want to keep your head waves. down yeah because like there are repercussions of that and i feel like i feel like that's why people step so gingerly because at the end of the day people gotta pay their bills or whatever so i was like whoa i was like period like we going out saucy like okay and then i felt like a like an incredible amount of sadness because i think i've been talking to Delaney and a couple of people in my life about this idea that like I find it weird that older people want younger people to go through exactly what they went through so it's like I've and I and with that I've also noticed that there is a twinge of jealousy that goes through older generations when you watch people not have to traverse life the same way that you did so when you see black young black opera singers sticking out from them sticking up for themselves not wanting to deal with certain things having a voice you more than likely did not have that voice so one of that that jealousy 
and also sadness manifests in several ways and unfortunately for this guy this morris guy it was and i, I recognize him maybe i call this morris guy I've, I've seen him around but um i don't know the opera girl he's like that unfortunately for him and it was manifested like in this really like weird hater nasty energy um so yeah that's that was my original thoughts dang now i'm trying to remember i used to watch he has a recording some aria that i is it otello like. he looks familiar no it's it's oof. man it's on tip but I, I i'm hearing like portions of it it's in german i remember that hmm. and it's from one of the big operas but you know i don't really be listening to one of them anyway um yeah this is just like we talked about this a couple months ago when angel blue pulled out of that that performance in Italy because mm-hmm. they was doing blackface and then here come Grace Brumbry talking about like just basically like um what's the word I'm looking for basically basically saying that she was wrong for doing that because that's just like something that they do they're just gonna do blackface and it's fine and blah, blah, blah. and it's like I understand that for you it is unfa- it was unfathomable that she would just leave a production because they were doing blackface because this like they there was nowhere for you to go I'm sorry you had to go through that. Fortunately, she does not. Right. So, like, but they be, like, so obsessed with you going through the same thing when it's, like, why can't you just be happy that people have to do that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, that that's what that's what I was thinking of when I saw this is, like, that conversation that we've had about um, people, like, people of previous generations like wanting you to have to go through that type of stuff have you ever like experienced or observed that in classical music i can't say that i have i'm trying to think like of every interaction I mean, for the most part, also the majority. I can't say that I have. I, I, what I was going to say is the majority of my teachers have been quite young. Not all, of course. Like, so, and I mean, like, I mean, yeah, the majority of my teachers have been quite young. Like, two of my VL professors, one was completing her dma one was writing her dissertation i won't i won't say exactly who just to present their privacy but when i was a freshman or when i was a senior even so i i say that to say that i think their proximity to school makes them or proximity to what i was even doing made this made them be more understanding of what i was going through like we were kind of like we weren't going through it together obviously i was in undergrad and they were at the end of their careers or like at end of their academic careers. No, but, I was about to say day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also like I'll, I will say for Mr. Taylor, I didn't experience that, which that might be a place where I experience it. Right. Because Mr. Taylor is um, older than me, significantly older than me. I ain't calling him old, but he older than me. <laughs> not because um, you always saying you have a particular age. So what that make him? Okay, Delaney. <laughs> have you experienced somebody being messy? Yeah. Every week on this show. <laughs> Um, but in contrast with Mr. Taylor, who is someone you might think I would experience it with, um, uh, Mr. Taylor nurtures his black students 
and has gone through I can't even imagine what he has gone through yeah. being his age and dealing with people in classical music um so yeah I can't say that I have so I, feel, I feel like I've been looking in several ways also like working with Jen like I that's why I also it's always so jarring to me I always see that kind of behavior I'm like y'all are weird like because it's I just can't fathom it let me knock on some wood but I just cannot fathom it because watch the next the next black person I come up across um but yeah what about you I can't I can't I can't even think of like anyone in my life would be like yeah I suffer so you gotta suffer freaking weirdo I have um thankfully have not in classical music have not experienced that directly the first thing that came to mind was that grace Burnby thing from last year in terms of like just seeing it in the wild um but it also sometimes manifests itself as people like not taking you seriously even if they don't necessarily even if they're not saying i went through this and therefore so should you sometimes it's like oh well you have it easy in comparison to such such. it's like you gotta like people like they're living the life that they know you know and so sometimes like of course you step back and you're like dang i'm so like fortunate like we did this thing in one of my classes like that privilege walk thing where it's like but we didn't actually do the walk we just did like by points like add a point if such and such um yeah subtract a point of such and such it was crazy (laughs) girl you gotta do one i remember when i was a i'm not gonna say the program actually but oh no i can say when i was a step up fellow so i was taught music on the south side of chicago for four weeks when i was like a senior in college and we did that and it was like i'm like one of like there's 30 of us so there's like 10 black people maybe five doing that we did it at a school playground and you see where people are that's when it's crazy when you when you get the visual like you look it it was actually kind of sad you see how many white people are how many white people are in front of you and how parallel you are to to black people it's crazy yeah like we did it by so we did it by points and we had to go around and say ours the the person that had the most points was a white guy and he had 20 points I had one point. <laughs> Wait, how did you only have one? Oh, because the minus, the minus stuff. Yeah, you have you have to subtract some stuff. Okay. And so there's there are some things that I had. You know, I had ones, one point four, one point, but then I had a lot of negatives too. And um, do you mind sharing any of them? Are they personal? I don't remember it. This was like ten years ago for me. There was, and to me, there was a lot of stuff missing. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. I mean, of course, there's a, there's just so many different things, like that ought to be, but um what were some negatives oh i mean there were things like for example have you ever been made to feel uncomfortable in a store like if somebody has been like followed you in a store because of the color of your skin um yeah this was stuff like that um i remember they asked okay i do remember something like do your parents own your house which is a difficult question for me because my grandparents own the house that i lived in you know so (laughs) It's like, I don't know, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Then I had like some um some pluses like I don't know what was the plus that I had. Oh, um, do does one or or both of your parents have a college degree? Mm-hmm. My mom has a college degree. My mom graduated college when I was like twelve, but like still. Well no, I was yeah. like, I was maybe ten. 
um 10 or 11 when she went to so she went back to school because she dropped out of she went to howard and then she didn't finish because she had no support as yeah. a you know going to school but she still does have a college degree so yeah you know but like them people it's totally different means a totally different thing but still but there was a lot of stuff you know that i was like girl if i had been if y'all had said all that i might have been negative 17 i don't know but i had one there was one of the guy he was um latino who had one and then there was another black guy he had zero so we were the three lowest people you had to share out you didn't have to well we didn't have to we did it on a piece of paper so nobody knows what you got points for mm-hmm. or what but you have to show out share out your final score mm. and so yeah now how do we get on that i asked you oh, i asked you had you experienced it oh right yeah. and i was gonna say like um like there's also um the reason why i thought of that is because one of the things they told us to think about is like if your score and then imagine what your parents score is or what your grandparents score is and i was like bro like because that's what i was thinking of like i got a one in comparison to somebody that got a 20 i got a one and when i look at and i was thinking about that when we were doing the points of like what would my mom's score be what would my grandma's score be i was like i feel like i have everything under the sun and i had a one So, like, I, I can't even imagine having a 20. Like, what even? Like, <laughs> what is going on in your life that you have a 20? Because I feel like I have everything. Like, some, it'd be like, you know, it'd be kind of off, you know, there and there, like here and there in, up here in my brain. But, like, in reality, yeah. like, all the opportunities and stuff, like, all the stuff that, like, I guess subtracted for, like, that's nothing. Like, it's not nothing, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, when you down now, you don't want nobody telling you that that's the important thing and that's what i was trying to get at is that people do be be like oh that's nothing in comparison to such and such and i had real problems and because i've heard that one before i can't which, wait till we oh go ahead sorry no i was gonna say i for what you just said like i can't wait till we evolve to the place as humans where like someone is sharing a grievance with you you don't censor yourself i don't care about what you had to do I don't care how many miles you have to walk barefoot. I don't care how many miles. I, I'm telling you right now in this very moment that I'm having a hard time. And you're like, well, there ain't nothing what I had to go through. <laughs> Who cares? Like, how does that even feel right to you? How did, that, how did that leave past your lips? That's so weird to me. Right. That I'm telling you like, oh, I'm having a hard time. Well, girl, I had to make my own strings. I had to go catch cats. Right. Like... <laughs> At, at least you didn't have to like oh my gosh yeah like that's so why i'm like i'm gonna just complain to the wall because it's like it's sometimes best. like people like they think also like when you're airing these grievances like this dude like they think when you do that it's like that's all you do and like you just like i hate when people be like well you you gotta keep doing this and do that i'm like i never said i was gonna give up and stop going like i just need to get something off my chest and like here you go with a lecture about how i'm not doing enough and how i need to do this this this, and that like it's like oh dude he's talking about you need to uh basically get your career up before you even be before you're even able to say something and we've talked about that on here in terms of like how people treat children like you treat you teach a lot and stuff and i have taught before like how you basically they have like literally zero respect and then like it's like they have to be get grown before people like treat them like as a person yeah and it's like 
just because somebody is not at the level that you are in their career or the age that you are or whatever doesn't mean they don't have a right to defend themselves they don't have a right Mm -hmm. to speak their mind and say their piece were there repercussions for him that's what i that's what i want to know not that i have heard of so far there was a lot i i i looked at i saw it on instagram first of all and so i was reading some of the comments on there and then it was big on tiktok but i haven't looked i haven't checked the tiktok comments since like that first a couple days after it was posted but a lot of people saw it and i have yet to hear if if morris robinson has a response to his behavior because he was acting a skip damn fool like no all these are recent and he's talking about he sits on boards and um and stuff like that and i'm like god help them boards because like it just really irritates me like I don't know like we're not a monolith so like I guess I have to I've I've had to learn to just like I have to make my peace with black people when they're wrong but like sometimes it's just certain certain people I just can't stand having that like being the voice piece because although you sh- you should not be made to be the like voice of your race dang you okay no <laughs> Um, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what happens every time I get on the mics. It's like I don't know how to. Oh, my throat start cutting up. Oh, even though you should not be made to like be the voice of your race, like we already know in those rooms when you're the only black person, like they look to be turning to you and whatever. But it's like I just feel like y'all have got to be in touch with like other types of black people and show them respect because people like him, you're on the board. And they're saying or probably saying all type of stuff that you ought to be speaking up on and you're not. Absolutely he's not. You yourself also need to be on the on their side with the book learning learning about this stuff. Because you clearly don't know what you're talking about either. Also, I, I I'm on his page. It just makes me so mad because I this T Jake's clip talking about your anointing makes them uncomfortable. No, you I hate when people just take I hate when people do stuff like this. Yeah. Talk about... Because TDJs be spitting. He not spitting about you, though. You know what this reminds me of? There was a tweet that was like, the worst person you know right now got a therapist telling them you are enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same oh vibes. God. It's the same vibes when, like, when people say stuff like, oh, my God, there's another one that I remember I was talking about this a while ago. But, like, I don't know. Like, for like for example, when someone says, like, nobody's perfect. And it's just like, that doesn't mean stop at what you're doing right now. Like, <laughs> like when people are like, oh, are, are people going to find a reason to be mad at anything you do? And I'm like, but some of the stuff that you're doing deserves people to, like, get mad at. Like, I hate when people try to, like, it'd be the wrong people trying to talk themselves down and, like, reason with their behavior. It's like, that's not for you. Like, right <laughs> that's see that's for people nah you just they'd be taking it to the next to the to another level i always be wondering like really problematic people like do your therapist believe you because there's like there are bad therapists right so it's like do your therapist like how much change is going on 
Cause I don't. I feel like your therapist believes that you're the victim. Yeah, that just don't sit right with me. And I have to believe that there's probably some things that they learn, like because they know that they're getting it from your perspective. Yeah. But like, there's also some people who are just really good at twisting stuff and like, mm-hmm. and just so like, what's the like? I don't know. Yeah. Cause not you weaponizing TD Jakes. Hope he right. comes to you in your sleep. Yeah, like he's over here thinking like, dang, TD is spitting, but like he's spitting at somebody else. Yeah, like, like that's not for you. That's for Baba Tunde. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to be fair, he posted it before this happened, but like, I don't know. I kind of like when old black people have like, I I, I kind of like when older black people have um, what's it called like diva personalities because it's just like. You eat mama like I remember they tried to drag Cheryl E Cheryl E Rolf. Is it E? Lee. Anyway, Lee. There we go. They tried to drag her because I guess like she got to the airport late and Delta wouldn't let her check in for her flight anymore, which also mama. You don't got the app. You your assistant doesn't have the app. But anyway, that's not the point. Either way, they wouldn't let Delta give Delta wouldn't take the, her bags because you have to it has to be like thirty minutes or something like that. So she was like like do you know who I am and I'm like okay that's ridiculous yeah. she didn't say do you know who I am but she said something where it was like this gay agent not the, not even the gay agent this the check-in person gotta bend this multi-billion dollar company's policies for you Sherry Lee Roth uh, 227 Abbott Elementary like that's ridiculous but I kind of like it because it's just like y'all what y'all had to go through to get here like terrible absolutely terrible but then on the other side of that it's like when it's nasty like you can't i don't think cheryl's nasty you could tell she's not because i feel like there's certain things you cannot hide a nasty spirit too well but like this morris the way he was talking the, the way the stuff he the messages and stuff like that it's like reality to just pick you up and shake you like like it, it crosses over from like being like proud to being like cocky i don't like that mm-hmm I'm gonna see if I can find like there's some some of the stuff that he was talking about. My I'm trying to um stay in this Wi-Fi's good graces, so I'm not trying to do too much. But um yeah, I mean I already mentioned some of the stuff that he said about like um the people with the most to say. Like oh, so somebody posted something that um it was like looking for the other black artists on the first day of rehearsal like and it was like you know that meme with the girl she bent it over looking and um he was like which company have you experienced this with what production and what role in all caps were you singing i'm wondering how many all caps of the people posting this meme and other pics are ready right now all caps to take on a principal role fully staged with a professional company what, what does that have, does to, do that have to do with <laughs> okay you are right he's a loser What's that? What's my girl from Abbott? I'm blanking her name. Ava. She was like, I forgot some black people who can be annoying. Yeah. Because that is a prime example. Like, ugh, go away. Oh, you know what? And mind you, that's only the first two paragraphs of a huge me- of a huge comment that he says, my advice to every, all caps, young singer who is part of this, and then he put in quotes, movement. First of all, 
not the quotes around movement. I feel like we should just stop because some people you just gotta leave them alone. Wow, he said every every young singer that's part of this movement is to use this time off to work on your technique, languages, style, audition package instead, all caps, of posting pics and memes and writing letters. Wow. And this is a long thing, so it's it's in the video, but he also he ends it by saying, Until then, go somewhere and get good enough to be noticed and you won't be so angry. Perhaps then you can make a difference. He got a nasty spirit. He has such a nasty spirit. He probably pro blackface too. Right. No, girl, it's so funny that you just said that. Because I just skipped to the part where he, here he is, like in that picture of Anna Netrebko in blackface. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. He, uh. Like. You know what? I wish him well. Because there's no, there's no point in wishing him, um much came ill he's doing enough of that on his own yeah it's crazy and and also obama today like some of the things that he posted in the video were public comments but some of them were dms but he was mm-hmm. like this dude he sent him all of this stuff i'm not gonna read all of it because it's ridiculous but he's talking about um he's talking about bitch ass nigga <gasps> I forgot about that. And he said, and that's for Grace Brumby, whole ass trick. First of all, isn't this. Sorry. Isn't he like in his 70s? Okay. <laughs> he's 53. No way. He's 53. Yeah. Listen, my God ma- don't. God don't. My mama ugly. don't. That's what I'm saying. And ugly, and ugly counts, still counts if it's in the inside. So. You know what? I forgot where we at, so I'm gonna keep. I'm a. I'm gonna. I'm on. What was that? Hmm? Anything else? What to say? I'm ignoring, <laughs> even though we are on a podcast. You have the floor. Uh, he is so gross. Oh, you know what? I wish him well. That makes one of us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know they call him they call him a hard ER <gasps> behind his back. You oh, all oh, the people. Oh, I thought you meant like people in the comments. I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> I was about to say that's exactly why I'd be kind of about talking about black people. Because I thought you meant like people in the comments was like, and I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> I see doing all this talking. And okay, before social media, twenty like thirty years ago, what was your first role? And meanwhile, while you're doing all the talking about all the boards that you on, I bet you they have a pre-meeting to cook up all of the stuff, all of the jacked up stuff they think about black people and be like, okay, we're going we gonna to have, what's the name, Morris? We're going to have Morris say all this, so it's okay. Right. And they you, you on all these boards because they need somebody who, they need somebody just like you. Yeah, who will, who will color, color it in, but won't, won't say nothing, you know, off the what wall or different from the status, from the status quo. It's very performative because he's like, yeah, he's like under the guise that he's advocating for black people. But it's like it can't be nobody but you. It's basically like his approach. There's And also there's no one, no one who advocates for black people speaks to black people that way. Especially like someone who is like so highly respected as Baba Tunde. Why are you speaking to him that way? Yeah. Why? First of all, even why are you speaking to anyone that way? 
and people always like come like i remember when we did that don't rush video and like people always try to bring it back to your plane first of all nothing much on me now but um when they was like oh how many of them can play paganini i'm like first of all there's like 16 music degrees in this video so <laughs> also like since when is paganini like the measure of how how well or i i can i can or not play my instrument yeah like be for Secondly, real. you play something you post a video you play something since you tweeted from your mama computer in her basement like y'all be doing too much um but yeah her moral of the story is we'll keep y'all updated i actually was supposed to reach out because he said right. said there was, there was more Come to on, the story girl. you said there was more and i want to but he didn't post that he said there's some stuff he can't post but so we might not even be talking about that because if he didn't post it i assume he doesn't want it out there but that's where we at right now i hope he I heals from that i hope he doesn't more room in heaven huh oh. <laughs> well you know what that brings it full circle because i bet you he think he doing what he what he's supposed to do road to hell Pay with good intentions. Ah, <laughs> full circle. Period. Well, I'm ready for Black Excellence. We doing Me good. Me too. Should pull it up, huh? <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, guys. You up and give you a prop because there's room for everyone at the top. This week I'm talking about Morris Robinson. Wait, we said oh, black what? excellence. We said black <laughs> excellence. My bad. Like so messy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up. This week I'm talking about Dr. Everson Martin. Dr. Everson Martin is currently the director of bands, chief arranger, and chief recruiter for the bands at Alcorn State University. The sounds of dynamite. He's a graduate of Southern University. Ooh, T. Ooh, that's messy. Sorry. He's a, he's a graduate of Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and University of Louisiana at Lafayette and Capella University. Dr. Martin was appointed director of bands um, at St. Martinsville. Hold up, Katie. St. Martinville Senior High School in the fall of 2005. During his tenure, he developed a comprehensive band program, receiving awards of excellent and superior throughout his time in both marching competitions, concert, band festivals, etc., um, in addition, he has served as director of Helping Hand School of the Arts and Summer Enrichment Program back in his hometown of Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, he's also the director of the Louisiana Leadership All-Star Marching Band. So that's like a summer marching band, I'm assuming. Garnishing national attention with performances in the Rose Bowl Parade. Oh, there you go, in Pasadena and St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, he accepted the position of assistant director of bands at Alcorn State University in the fall of 2012. Um, and he... In addition to marching band, did concert bands, saxophone ensemble, and he's an assistant professor of music education. Uh, his social professional affiliations include Kappa Kappa Psi, National Fr- Fr- National Honorary Band Fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma, shout out to the D9, Louisiana Music Educated Association, Mississippi Band Masters Associated Association, National Association for music education and hbcu national band directors consortium so shout out to you dr martin and yeah man i love me some alcorn state so shout out to you 
Is that how you say that word? Consortium? That's how I've said it. Wow. How you say it? I thought it was consortium. Well, I've been getting... Uh, I feel like my brain's starting to lose out my ears. Um, so I maybe... I've always said consortium. Hmm. Me I mean, it's not, that I've, it's not that I've heard that word a million... Like, uh, a lot of times. In, anyway, so... Yeah, I've, I've heard it... Consortium. I've heard the National String Project Consortium. But maybe I'm saying it wrong. Because is there... Maybe is there a consor... How you spell it? Let me go back. The only word I know similar is consort, but that means something different. Because I wonder if there's a spelling that has an S in there, and maybe that's consortium. Well, while we're doing that, my piece of the week, I was I've been on right the um, show that we're on my um my string orchestra bag, so I'm going with Old Reliable Holberg Suite. That's crazy! What a terrible way to end the show. What? Oh, no, I'm just playing. I like the first movement. Huh? I, I, I like the prelude. You don't like any other any other movement of Holper? They're not memorable to me. Okay, but let me go back and listen. Memorable and I don't know. There's one I don't like. Wait. Oh, I played Holberg last year. Let me think. Oh, it's okay. I, I don't. I like it. Okay, I will say, I love the I love the prelude, and I like it less and less as we go. Not not the prelude. Wow. I like the movements. I start to like it less and less as we move through. Really? Yeah. Especially like one of the one of the movements is weird to play. I don't like the it's slow the, movement. Which one? This two. Oh, I don't remember. I'll tell you when yeah. I listen again. Oh yeah, it's like eight movements. It's like long, right? It's five. Okay. Yeah, okay. Two and it's, four are slow. Five is the one with the solo, viola, violin, solos. The the, the my stand partner, yeah, my stand for that was like, she played it. She was like, "Glad that's over." I like the B section of that movement. I, it's not that I don't like the 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 A section, but it's it's cool. I mean, I don't gotta play it, so yeah, it's hard. And like, I don't it sound hard. And I was like a little stressed out because I was like, that was like my first time, one of my first things playing with MSO because we didn't get to full orchestra until like because of the COVID, right? We didn't get there to like the following like 2021 so i was stressed out because i'm like do i have to learn this just in case something happened i'm like something better not happen um but i remember just i don't like that i, I didn't like playing that movie because was, i was kind of confused i don't know i'd be slow sometimes so hmm. the prelude is lit especially when you conduct it and don't have to play it and then i just like it less and less as we go man i, I have like, such a memory go ahead i like I like the Prelude of Holberg maybe because it's the one I've played by far the most the movement yeah, I've played by far the most year. that I'm just kind of like it's cool though but I'm like I don't know I like the other movements I love teaching it like oh I love teaching that stroke I love kids get excited they be so intimidated I love teaching that freaking movement and it's like you, there's so many lessons in it like moving from the lower arm playing a G major having to listen like ah oh, I love teaching that piece I miss conducting orchestra not Meanwhile, enough to get a job doing it but 
Speaking of learning stuff, my that, we, that's we us. Pink, plink, plink, plunk. Speaking so. of ending the show, because I knew you, I had a feeling because on the same concert, my kids played that, and I had a feeling you were gonna bring it up, and I was like, oh, we 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 made it without her bringing it up. So thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classic Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermittent suggestion, Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. We got some cute little stuff. We're doing some rework on ISBM. It's going to be real cute. So we got plenty of time to join isblackmusicians.com at isblackmusicians on social media. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.